everybody. Welcome back to Around the Corner. Thank you so much for joining for episode three. Today I want to talk about there being fun in the scary stuff. Uh, I think to me it's um, there's something that's very interesting that happens in the mind of someone who's who's willing to kind of go out on their own. That entrepreneurial idea, that that business starter, that self starter, the innovative thinker, the inventor, and I think that's really what it comes down to is is finding enjoyment in in taking risks and managing risks and and the risk the high risk high reward argument and and debate i guess it's where probably where um where creativity comes from it's probably where uh, a lot of that that daring to be different idea really intersects is that it's it's finding enjoyment in being right on that edge it's really driven home to me by the question that we're often asked by friends, family, loved ones, colleagues, which is, you know, what happened today? What happened last night? What did you do on your weekend? And I think we, we all almost have this default where we want to go back to something that is normal. We want to find a normal thing. We want to find, you know, oh yeah, it was all right. I did these things and I hung out with my family and I did that. We almost downplay the crazy things, the fun things, the really out there things that we that we did, even though they're the ones that really spiked us at the time. They really brought us a huge amount of enjoyment as we were doing them. I think it's really unfortunate that that's actually where where our minds go and, and what we feel the pressure is to to sort of be and compete with or or balance out to, um, because it really takes it takes a lot of the impact of doing amazing things i think away from away from the fact that we actually got off our asses and were were able to do it in the first place i think by downplaying these things what happens is that we end up not remembering them for as long as we should you know it, i think everybody has has moments or you know and whether they whether they're isolated or whether it's sort of their default I think everybody has these moments where they're going, oh, you know, it's been a really tough week. That's the biggest thing. This is, you know, this is terrible or, or you know, this is normal. It's just been standard. You know, that, that might be the, the way you feel on Friday. But on Wednesday, you, you know, you had the greatest achievement of your life. You just spoke to 5,000 people. You just launched your first product. You just had a, even if it's, you know, you had a fantastic meeting with someone or, you know, you, you met an old friend for lunch. You had a really, really good time when you're in that moment. The positive moment, I think, sticks with us for, for a much kind of, it's a much more reduced period of time than the negative one does. And that's, that's a really sad thing. I think that thing is really sad mostly because it means that in general, people find it quite difficult to relate to the interesting things that other people are doing. You know, if you're in an interesting phase, then, you know, you're very much focused on that, not the interesting things that someone else are doing. And if you're not in that phase, then, you know, it's, it's almost that, that tall poppy thing we have in Australia, where it's, you know, uh, how good can you really be? How good is what you're doing? This isn't right. You need to come back to the, to the standard. You need to, you know, you need to be chopped down a little bit. You need to be brought, brought down a level or two. And that's, you know, it, it's not a positive thing for us to be looking at. And it, or to be doing at all from that it, it takes a really interesting kind of person um, and a really interesting makeup of person to take on real problems to tackle those problems and really tackle them and stick with them 
because it's hard work. It's really, really hard work taking on those things. And you're going to, if it's a scary problem at the start, then, you know, that's even more so because it's going to be even scarier along the way and it's going to get much, much scarier before you finish. If you think you're starting with an easy problem, it's still going to be scary. There is, if you're doing something and you're trying to solve something that hasn't been solved before, there are going to be things you come up against that need to be done differently. And in general, things that are different scare us. The whole, the whole reason they're different is that they're going to push us outside of our norm, outside of our comfort zone in some way. Another really interesting difference there is that I think there is a fundamental difference between being an outsider and making yourself hard to relate to that part of that is is where some of the communication around around you know the the interesting the interesting people and the, the different kinds of people or the you know whoever they are that that really take on these problems some people relish in being an outsider and i think that that's that's actually a very very healthy way to be relishing the fact that you're willing to push boundaries you're willing to sit outside something that is the normal system is a very, very positive way to look at uh, tackling a problem and, and delivering things yourself. The converse of that and the negative side of that is that making yourself hard to relate to, and you know, that's that elitist idea, that's putting yourself outside the realm of what, what other people could possibly understand, that's when you really place yourself in a, in a different league. I think that's incredibly dangerous. I think it's incredibly counterproductive. And I think it's very, very sad because what that means is that however fantastic the idea of that person is, it's never going to be fully understood by the people that it's intended for. I often question the motivation behind people who make themselves hard to relate to. I think sometimes it is intentional, and I think that it's actually a manifestation of their fear. I think it comes from being scared of the scary stuff that they're trying to do and rather than finding fun in it they are they're stuck at that fear stage uh, but to me the fear is the fear is always relative having said that it's always a weighed decision you know these are these are the examples about you know what makes us bungee jump skydive sw swim with sharks but then also you know what makes you say no i'm not going to do that you know, what is it that makes you jump in on a new idea and want to investigate things? What is it that makes you say no? What is it, what is it behind your thought process that actually says, yes, this, this scary thing is something that I want to try, and this is one that I don't? And I think that's the way we frame the reward. We do scary things every day. The reward that we place behind them is, is either rational or irrational and i think the rational rewards are those that you know see problems solved the irrational rewards are ones that are purely sort of primarily and adrenaline based by rights we should be petrified of driving a car with every with all the risks that exist around driving a car every day i think we should be scared of doing that um, i'm certainly not scared of driving a car and in terms of driving to work and my commute I 100% would, would stick behind it because the reward of getting to work and being under my own steam and not being beholden to public transport or, or someone else is well enough reward for me to do that. The other interesting thing is that, you know, these scary things are everywhere. 
and it's really the special kind of person that sees them and can understand what it is that actually creates the scary situation as opposed to what the scary situation is in the real world. If you're trying to tackle the cause of, of something that is, that is causing fear within you or in some capacity, you're going to be in a very, very... You're coming at that problem from a very, very different angle to what someone who is looking at how big and scary the actual result is. It's almost, it's almost putting cart before the horse sort of situation in that if you're tackling the cause of the scary thing, then it doesn't matter. If you're, if you're dealing with being friends with the horse, it doesn't matter how scary you think it is riding in that buggy. There are some really interesting conversations that are happening at the moment, I think, and really interesting examples of that. Certain places, certain, certain fields, I think food security is, is a really big one. And I think that the people who understand food security and what that really means are the ones who are probably experiencing factors of fear more than those who, who've just heard the term or, or who haven't even had it and are having it explained to them for the first time. You know, the, the fear in that is, is how you understand what it is and what its potential impact is on you. I think, you know, looking, looking at food security, that's where things like the agricultural revolution and, and it, that, we're, that we're sort of seeing now, the bringing technology into agriculture, bringing a lot, you know, a far greater attention to science um, into it in the public sphere where, you know, agriculture has always been an incredibly, an incredibly scientific process, you know, an incredibly uh, well-managed process for the time it's been in. And I think there's a, there's a recognition now that, that we've not been scared enough of doing that, um, of the way we've been doing that. We've not been scared enough of the way we farm and what the causes of that are. We are going to run out of food in a far shorter period of time than, than you know, the, the general public thinks and, and the attention we and the funding we need to be putting into this are, are very, very different to what they currently look like. And I think that's a really good example of when a thing really matters, when the fearful thing really matters, the chances are that there are, there's going to be a spike in you when you start facing it. There's going uh, to be a spike in whatever your default reaction is that you are going to experience and you're going to have to deal with and level out. And I think there's actually a skill in finding, finding fun in what that actually is. It's, it's a very different way of approaching fear and looking at, you know, if you want to use the bungee jump example, it's, it's almost finding fun and enjoyment in standing and looking over the edge before you even jump. Uh, and I think that becomes a really powerful thing and it, gives, and it gives people a lot of control over what they're doing. I think part of that, and I think the other side of that, is that people are quite funny. The way we work is very, very strange and very, very different to what uh, our own perception of, often is, but also what other people do see of us. You know, the, the reality is, is often very, very different to that. I think underneath all of us are very competitive. I think that's, you know, I, I would argue that that is fundamental human nature to be competitive with other humans, whether it's one-on-one, -on -one, whether you form a group to be competitive with another group or whether it's, you know, one versus many and you're going to take on everyone yourself. It doesn't matter. I think that, you know, those are personality traits 
it just depends on what each of us are competitive at. Some of us, some of us are competitive in the sporting arena and don't want to bring that into our work in any way. Some of us have no interest in in playing sport and competing in that way, but are very, very competitive in what we do at work, the the way we want to solve problems, who we want to work with, and 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 the way you know what it means to be the, an individual solving a problem. And I think some people are just generally competitive. I think I think it's absolutely possible that you are just a competitive person and winning. And that might not be against anyone, anything, but the problem that you're trying to solve or the thing that you're trying to overcome. But that's what matters to you first and foremost. I think fundamentally we all find fun for ourselves in our own way. Some people will find their fun in taking on the world's biggest challenges. It's not necessarily about the reward. It's about the fact that they are taking it on in the first place. It's the fact that they're trying to address it. It's not the reward for succeeding. It's not the reward for... uh, It's not the recognition of other people who see them do it. What it really and genuinely is, is that they find the process fun. They find tackling the scary thing, the big thing, the ugly thing, whatever it is, really, really good fun. And I think that's amazing. I genuinely think that that it's it's one of the things that pushes us forward as people and really drives, drives us in the way that we think and the way that we are evolving as a society as much as as a species. I also like to think that that I am that person. I'm I'm that example. I I personally enjoy the hard, scary, technical, impossible problems. I find them a lot of fun. I also know about myself that I enjoy tackling them much more than I enjoy delivering them after. Once the problem is solved for me, uh, I'm very keen to move on. I, I actually relish, I, I relish in some ways the fear behind them rather than rather than actually this the resolution what i really like about those sorts of scary things though is that they tend to let you let you take them and run with them a little bit um you get to think things that normally wouldn't make sense uh and you get to kind of be creative uh with processes and and with strategies as well as with outcomes everything that you're trying to do is is think outside of a box or or move outside of the norm, or create a situation that other people probably don't understand. And that's a really incredible thing. And that's a really exciting thing to someone like me. I think the broad challenge that we face as people is that we need to recognise that people like me exist. The people like me who want to look at something scary and take it and run with it and and do those things and will accept the other parts of or will accept what the rest of their life is going to look like because of doing that and we need to accept and then you know so we need to accept that we need to accept the other side the people who want to stick to the normal who want to deliver the normal really really well and want to stay within that framework that's really important to keep the to keep the whole machine turning and the real trick is that while there's fun in the scary stuff, for me, there's fun in the normal. There's fun in 
staying very, very safe and very, very cosy for a lot of other people. And as two sides of the same coin, we need to respect each other immensely to be able to really kind of offset the things that we need to achieve and the things that are going to be actually delivering results for people. The last thing that really stands out to me and what I want to leave this this episode with is that I think it's our our shared definition of fun, the, the common and social definition of fun that really hurts us in understanding each other and being able to develop further in kind of unison with each other what it is. You know, the fact that some people find scary things fun and some people find normal everyday not going out of their comfort zone fun is actually the most powerful thing that a group of people can have. It's that primarily different approach that goes so far into, you know, the fact that it takes all types and it takes all types for us to keep everything moving. And no matter what side of the fence you sit on, no matter what side of, of the equation you are, you need to appreciate that, that not only is there another side, but they balance you and you balance them. And, you know, there is a, there is a symbiosis between scary and safe that really needs to exist and must exist for the most creative, most, the, for the most creative and most productive and most efficient solutions to be found to anything that we're trying to do whether that's, you know, the holiday that we're trying to find or, you know, a new medical technology uh, that's going to save millions from a particular disease. That is all from me on there being fun in the scary stuff. As always, but particularly with this episode, I'm really, really interested to hear your opinions, thoughts, experiences uh, with the topic. Please hit me up on social media or comment on here. I'm Andrew D. Snell on Twitter and Instagram. Please subscribe to the podcast, uh, which you can do through all of the major podcasting platforms. Thank you for joining this episode of Around the Corner. Keep your eye out for the next episode, which will be coming very soon. Thank <laughs> you.